Hi, welcome beautiful people to another episode of Sharings with me. And first of all, I want to thank you so much for listening last week. Uh, this is my most ever downloaded and listened to episode. It's like uh, there were more listeners on Friday than it's like in a month. So it was amazing. And I got so much feedback, mm, like 99% really people saying it resonated so much with where they are at with their parents or with their with their children. And of course, I got a little, like what I say, I wouldn't call it negative feedback, but feedback where people got hurt. And mostly they got hurt on behalf of my children. Uh, how can you do this? How can you expose? How can you say that you are happy? You know, all this um, guilt and blame comments. But they were, compared to all the positive feedback, they were very, very few. Anyways, this week I want to talk to you this is not like a follow-up. If you if you listen to the little noise in the background, that's Charlie. He's eating, he's like licking a bowl and he's standing with his little paws in this metal bowl. So that's the sound of his claws. <laughs> and you will have to live with that. Okay, so this week is not a follow-up episode, but I assume I'm going to touch it somehow because I... I've been to therapy to today and there's also things always going on and I realized one thing that that like we are liars. I don't think there is one human being on the planet who hasn't told a lie in their lives. And I just realized that we lie all the time. It's like part of our way of being. And this is not an accusation. This is a realization. And I, I wonder how can we, how can I live a life where I don't tell any lies? No matter the color on them, white or black or red or, you know, orange. I don't know what other colors lies have, but... How can I be authentic in my life? And why do we lie so much? And I've come to, you know, there are so many... I actually, normally I never prepare anything, but yesterday evening I just wrote a list of how, how we lie. And I am sure that you're going to add like uh, five new ways or ten even. And... Um, what I got, like we have, we have the, the obvious lie, you know. I remember the first time I lied. Um, I look back on my life, you know, trying to, to get the, to the point when things went wrong, if I say, or according to how life turned out, when things went as they should go. But, and that was when I was 14 and I told my first lie. And it wasn't really that I told a lie, but I did something that I was not supposed to do and I didn't tell about it. I hid it. 
And that's a way of lying, hiding the truth. So this is the first time I wasn't honest with my parents. And that was when I drank alcohol the first time. I know it. I know I was 14. I know this was the wrong thing to do. And I did it. Even though I know, you know, my whole body was like screaming, this is not right. And I did it. And then I couldn't stand for it. I didn't lie because I was never asked the question about that time. But I began to drink alcohol. And after this first hiding of facts, I began to lie. It was just like, you know, a waterfall of lies that came together with this behavior of drinking alcohol, of hanging out with boys a year older than me and not coming home in time. And all of a sudden, I couldn't say, I couldn't stand up for who I was with, even though, you know, I began to lie about things, even though I wasn't doing anything bad. Instead of saying I was at this friend's, I could lie and say and I was at a different friend's house just because my mom shouldn't call my kind of good friend and I wouldn't want to expose her and her parents. And I just began to, you know, put a little lie here and there. Stupid, really, really stupid lies. And that became like, as I know it, it was part of when things went wrong for me, the lying. So maybe this is where I'm getting, you know, that the feeling, the underlying feeling I have is that lying, twisting the truth is somehow always wrong because reality is what reality is. And by not telling, hiding, you know, or lying, we make other people believe that reality isn't as it is. But the thing is, it always is. What is is we can't change that so the question is why do we lie because what is is and why is it it's so difficult for us human beings to be with what is okay we come to my list it's ways how we lie and not all of them are ways that where we f- feel like we lie especially when it comes to relationships i know um like I, I just, there's no like hierarchy in this list. So we manipulate, we have white lies, you know, really stupid lies, like why we were late to work or that we did drink the milk, finish the milk, yes or no, and so on. So little white lies that are not like harmful, but still we don't, we don't want to lose face, for example. Hiding facts. Some people think that they're not lying by but not telling the full story. So we're hiding facts. We only tell some details. That's the same, like we just say a little thing that we think is distracting and then the person won't ask about the big thing, the real thing. We avoid people communicating to people in order to not need to tell facts. We lie to be kind. We lie to be mean. We reveal other people's confidence. Someone is telling us a secret and we say, yes, we're going to keep it. And then next day we tell it to another friend. We judge people and tell lies about them. 
We envy people and tell lies about them. We are jealous of people and tell lies about them. We are angry at people and tell lies about them. We lie to protect ourselves. We lie to protect others. We have a hidden agenda. So we're not showing up with what we really want, but we are presenting something else because there is something underneath that we really want, but we're not saying it out loud. So we kind of trick a person into doing as we want. We lie in the name of love. We lie in the name of the higher good. We lie in the name of justice. So there are some areas in life where we kind of justify lying or hiding the truth. We lie to ourselves. And this is maybe where I'm at at this point. We lie to ourselves in order not to feel. And some of us become really like compulsive liars, cannot tell the truth, you know. Even if the truth is very, very basic, plain, some people exaggerate facts or twist them to make them more interesting, you know, make things bigger or less or worse, you know, really uh, become like, we, we, we just can't say things as they are. And some are really like sick with this, like, um, I don't know the English word, mytoman is the Swedish word. Um, I guess it's mythoman, I don't know. Anyhow, someone who is like not aware of that they are lying, but they are really telling lies. And these lies are like too much. They are just too big, too, you know, and, and you can know that they didn't finish, you know, they couldn't run like 30K in 15 minutes. And, uh, you know, we just know that this is not true, but we can't reveal, you know, we can't say you're lying. Because they are so convincing, you know. And then there are also like some of us who lie because we are helping others. We think we are helping other people. We are protecting people from the truth because we decide that they cannot hear or live with the truth. And I'm really thinking about all this lying that is going on every, every, every day. And then we have like a background noise, God and the universe and reality. Things are as they are, no matter how much we paint them or dismantle them or twist them, things are as they are. So what's the point? Are we people, are we so stupid? Why do we do this and why do we, how do we grow into this? And I can see that in my own case, like when I was 14, it was like crossing a bridge. And once I crossed the bridge, it was available to me. It was like a new skill and it made me feel this is something. Talk about, talk about adding anxiety to ourselves, to myself I think the most anxiety that I've ever had has been the hiding and the lying of the truth. If it has been the truth that I did something wrong, 
if it has been the truth about how I feel, if it has been the truth about, you know, it doesn't really matter what truth, but when I'm lying about it, I become anxious. It's like, you know, I get this, okay, you're totally off track. You're not on your path anymore. And that is really, really, it's a, such a difficult habit to kick. It's really one of the biggest, 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 biggest. And I think if you have trouble with addiction, any type of addiction, doesn't matter, uh, you lie. That's part of the game. I think also in relationships, we lie. And I can say that I have done a lot of hiding of facts and, you know, maybe changing facts or not telling things as it is with my children in order to protect them. I don't want them to feel less loved or less cared for or, you know, diminished or... You know, so sometimes I've been hiding facts for from them and in the way to protect them. And now I realize that it's not it's not, you know, my my job. If anything demands me to lie, I'm off track. So I think that this what we really, really do, and it's not lying. To me, it's not lying to say that if a child is bullied because of something, you know, like children mostly, they bully other children for the way they look or behave. or And then it could be like a child is bullied because they have a, you know, a quirky smile or like a funny walk or their teeth are a little wide apart or something. And that is the special feature of your child that you adore. And then I, I guess that's not lying, you know. I guess that was a really bad example because I have, you know, my, my kids, they have a little this and that. And I just love that because that makes them so special. And if they were bullied as children, I would say that that's a special feature, you know. That's how we're going to recognize you if you get ever get lost you know, amongst other children, that's how we're going to find you because we can always, always, if they color your hair, if they change you, that we're always going to recognize your your fingers or your toes or your little belly button that pops out or, you know, whatever. And that's more beautiful than to not have it and to really exaggerate that. And I think that is the way we parents do because we hate it when our children suffer somehow. We take one for the team always to ha- you know, help our children. And sometimes that involves hiding facts. It's really like... I heard that someone, I don't know, this is not true, but I heard that someone told uh, Rachel that um, 
that Stefan died because he loved her so much and he was so anxious to get home, so he flew too fast. I don't know if that is a true story. I can't see who in my family would have told her that. And it really doesn't matter. It is a lie. And this is the kind of lie either that an adult tells, you know, uh, a young child to make her feel better. Or it's something that has been, you know, fabric been fabricated um, out of, you know, telling a story many times and that story gets twisted and it gets kind of, I don't know. Uh, but I can just see that the ways we try to protect our children uh, and people we love, we can go through, you know, any length to do that. And I've been doing that. I've been really covering up for my children. And if I'm not going to do that, how are they going <laughs> to survive? And I realized this is such a stupid, 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 stupid question. It's really like they're they're adults now. So I'm like, hey, stop, stop hiding facts from your kids. And it's been like facts. I know that I have one child, maybe two of them who hate that I date men. So I hide facts if I go on a date. Sometimes I know I can't tell her or he as it is, so I don't. And I sneak out or I, I say I'm going to my f girlfriend XX or something. And why do I do this? I mean, they are adults. Okay, maybe they're supposed to feel the feelings they feel when they get worried that I'm going to, you know, connect with a not so good guy again. Maybe they're supposed to feel that anxiety or worry or whatever hits them. But instead... I lie. I do this. This is now we, we're talking now time. That's one example when I do this. Uh, a couple of years back or times back, I've always been hiding, buying things for myself, treating myself with something good. I've always hid that. If I bought something fancy or... Um, I've, I've also hidden... You know, the way I look, um, success, good things happening to me. And now I've become much more expressive as I am. I even, and I know that this, I know that when I was young, this is very, very unfortunate, but if I was successful in my family and I told that at the dinner table, sometimes I got to eat dinner in my room because... Uh, one of my siblings got very, very upset and my mom wanted to keep the peace at the table, so she removed me and I began to lie about my results in order to keep the peace and not eat in my room. So there are many, many ways that I can just find myself that I lie to keep keep peace or, you know, not make people sad or envious or jealous or and I also there was a time you know if you have four children there's so much happening all the time and there are times when they go through things 
There are times when they, and I think everyone can resonate in this, when your child, a boyfriend split up with them or, you know, they were kicked out of the A-team or, you know, they're bullied, something happened. But your life is, you're in such a flow. Everything goes your way. And you just want to scream to the world, I got this job and I met this guy and I da-da-da, you know, and I got a raise. And, but you can't, you just kind of shrink in order to not outshine your child. I can do that when it comes to friends also. We have, I think as girlfriends, we have become so much better to support each other, in supporting each other instead of, you know, feeling in where the other one is if she's or he's in a victim space so we don't kind of, you know, share our um, success and they are going down. So really feeling into. And now I feel we are so much better. The older we get, the better we are at being able to stand in our you know, success or just being happy um, and telling about it, not covering it up because it's insane. It's insane. We cover up. We hide our happiness. We hide our glow. We hide our light. Can you not understand? Can you see this? Marianne Williamson, she said so wisely that It's not our darkness that is terrifying and scary. It's the light that we are afraid of. And why is this? Why do we feel that we can be together in the darkness, but in the light we are quite alone? It's lonely at the top. I want to really dig into this because I feel that we are so many, you know, covering up when we feel good, when we are in a really good place, when we are in a good space, we make ourselves smaller. And I have, this is, this is just the last couple of months, like, like April onwards, where I really feel I can take a stand for my happiness. I can take a stand for my, my flow. Uh, if things go well, I can really stand and be it. Otherwise, I always felt I had to apologize for doing great or for being, you know, happy or good-looking. I always had to apologize. I kind of came into the room with an apology. And I think that is a lifestyle I share with many, many, many. I think we have also the contrast, the polarities. We have the ones who are super successful, outgoing, you know, the big, big, big stars in life. And then we have a bunch of us who are really making ourselves smaller. And I guess we need to stop with that. We need to stop. And my question is, why do I lie? Why do I lie? Why have I lied so much in my whole life? And I can see two reasons. It's to protect myself or to protect other people. And I can also see that the protecting other people is in a way, a way to protect myself. 
to protect other people from from truth you know to be the big helper the big the big protector in the universe kind of hold everything you know to be in control of this has you know been a way for me to feel safe and for me i protect i think i the biggest lie i tell to myself to protect myself is so deeply 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 rooted with fear and this connects to the previous episode it's being the child of my parents and it's being the parent of my children i don't know how it works what i do know is that when i gave birth to my first child there was this love that was totally unexplainable that was bigger than anything that was larger than life and i think together with this love this experience came the fear of losing her i think they go together and i think they will go together for the rest of our lives and i think as a child when i was born i think that it's the other way around too i am so deeply connected to my mother i'm so deeply 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 in her being that to lose her most likely when they cut the cord most likely something happens to us and the fear of losing this safety this love larger than life because i am sure that all of us babies we felt it and i think that this fear this love combined with the fear is kind of at least for me this protection i have no idea how to juggle this i have no idea too i went to therapy today and i said i i've come to realize one thing and that is that when rachel was born this love was not only bigger and larger than life it was also connected to a fear the deep fear of you know of losing her and then her brother came and then another sibling and another one and i said that the fear of losing them is is really underneath all because i know what it feels like to lose someone and if any one of them would go i would never be able to say thank god it was that child thank god it was you know that i can say with stefan thank god it was him and not the children and i just feel like something is really in this experience of birth and death that is con- connected to my human you know my human kind of lying error it's a way to and i realized that i cried so much in therapy today because i realized that when i began to talk about it i said that this that i'm happier i really feel stronger i feel more free i'm free of the guilt i'm happier and at the same time what if what if something happens to her 
And I began to cry and I realized my fear of losing my children and life not being okay between us, that we will have a conflict, that we would not be in love with each other. It's like, it's, it's such a big, big, big fear. When Stefan died, we were like, we were so, we were such a team. We were so, the last thing we said to each other was, I love you. And that was the last, last sentence we said to each other. And I haven't spoken to my daughter in six months, like maybe seven. And I just cried and I said, like, what if, what if, what if? And uh, this is my what I'm balancing. I want my relationship with my children to be okay at all times. I want my relationship with everyone I love to be okay at all times. Because what if? And she said, but Shama, you're a human being. You can't have good relationships to everyone always. And if you're aiming at that, you're living in such a lie, like compromise. And it's, it's not going to work. Who are you? Who are you going to be in that? And I said, who have, have I been? And she asked, how did you succeed? And I didn't. I failed. But I really, really see, I really notice that this fear in combination of love and the biggest lie that I can tell myself is, I don't love you. I don't feel so much. This is the biggest protection. This is where I play God the most. When I tell myself, I don't feel this, and I convince myself, and I even live it, and I disregard the underlying, you know. And I just realized that the ways we lie, not knowing that we lie, for me, I can feel totally okay without people. I can really feel totally okay without people. I can ask myself, am I shut down? Did I shut down my feelings? But I can still feel totally okay. And underneath, underneath it all, is this what if, what if. And I realized that if a relationship is not well, if there is a conflict, the reason why it's easier to separate than to stay in touch when there is a conflict, to keep the bond, to stay in love during a conflict, why it's easier for me to separate, just pack my bags and go. I don't know how many times I packed my bags and I ran, literally I ran. It's because of the fear. It's because of the fear of losing. And I know it's very, very, you know, everyone knows that in order to not lose someone, you leave first. But this is a lie. This is like the biggest lie to me because I'm trying to tell myself, I don't love you. And I try to convince myself, I don't love you. And I think that that's when things really, really go, go wrong. So the question is how to 
live a life, be authentic, how to dare to be angry, how to dare to say no, to be upset and say, this is, doesn't feel right for me without this deep, deep-rooted fear of death, of losing. And it's not really the pain of separation. It's really like, for me, it's down to the core that together with the birth of my children came a fear. And this fear is, thank God, not present in daily life. But when I remove the love from them, when I remove my feelings of love, the fear seems to shrink. But reality is, it doesn't. So without me being aware of it, I'm lying to myself feeling like I'm all good, I am happy, I'm all good. But underneath is this, you know, big, big, big love for this child. That is like a, it's like an ocean, it's like floating, it's like... And for me, this is the hardest, it's the hardest ever to combine... I love you, I love you more than anything on the planet and I think what you did was wrong. I think differently than you. I don't agree because I've kind of always agreed and supported and put myself down not to lose them. I've always, I've always equaled love with support. If I love someone, I must support them in their decisions, in their hardship, in their, you know, um, whatever happens, in their actions. And, and, and for me, it's terrifying. It's really like, I feel like it's terrifying and to even go here and to inquire into all my lying and hiding of facts in order to protect myself or the people I love and, and to realize how to become authentic. And also, I don't know what's right. My mom, she was super direct. She was, I don't know what to say about her. I've come to terms with my mom she was as she was. She was very, very true to herself. She hurt me like fuck at times. Truly, truly. And I assume I hurt her like fuck at times. When she died, she never told me I love you. Never. And I'm not, this is not something I'm saying. She never told me I love you. And for me, this is so strange. How can you not tell a child you love them? And how can you not show all this love to your children? And But anyhow, my mom, she wasn't, she wasn't like that. Was she a bad person? Absolutely no. She had, you know, so many good, good sides. She, she supported me more than any other human being ever have done, you know, in so many ways. 
especially with my two eldest children. And I've come to a point where I really, I really appreciate my mom with all, all her sides. Maybe sometimes I can really feel like, like those negative sides. She was so special, but she was that. She was very authentic in it. And she could say things that was super, super hurtful. They really, really hurt you. And in a way, and she always said, like, if she told you that your hair was too long and it didn't look good on you, and I said, Mom, that's not really kind. And she said, no, I'm just saying things as they are. She, could, she couldn't distinguish from her opinion and the truth. So she always thought that she told the truth when she expressed her opinion. And I feel that this is the area, this is the territory when we should be very, very careful to equal our opinion as facts or truth. Because it's just opinions or perceptions about things that we should really be careful in this area. Anyways, my mom, like a few days before she died, I said, I love you, mom. She looked at me and she said, and I'm not going to tell what I think about you. And I'm like, she is like the weirdest person ever. She, she, like, she didn't say, and I don't love you, but she's like, and you're not going to get that piece of information from me, you know? And I just felt like she, she stayed authentic to her being, even if it wasn't kind, even if it wasn't, you know, she was herself. And I have really, really difficulties. I think that we should be super careful with our opinions and perceptions and judgments about people. But when it comes to facts, like milk is white, I was late to work because I had sex with my mistress, or uh, yes, I lied to you about this, uh, whatever, or I didn't tell you the whole uh, truth about what happened there. And, you know, no, I don't want to see you because I feel that the chemistry between us is not correct. I don't feel that I'm so interested in you. You know, to just tell these, these truths in a kind way to say that, hey, I think you're a terrific person, but when it comes to our, my love life, I don't think that we are a perfect match. You don't have to tell people off and say, hey, I, th I thought when I saw you, you were much uglier than in your pictures, so I don't want to date you. That is not, that is not okay. Period. That behavior is not okay. To express your opinions in a hurtful way is not telling the truth. To express your judgments or perceptions or opinion in a hurtful way is not telling the truth. To express freely your opinions and perception, if they are kind and positive, is not the truth either. So, it's just what we think and feel. But the truth is what it is. The car is parked where the car is parked, you know. It's six o'clock when it's six o'clock. And all these lies that we are telling people to make them 
believe something is different than what it is cannot be right. Even if it's a white light, it, can, it just cannot be right because it twists reality and you kind of move one person to the side of reality, making them believe that reality is different. You, you, you play God. And I'm just thinking, why is it so important to stop lying and stop manipulating, stop having a hidden agenda and to just say that actually I, you know, I don't want to be in this meeting, but I'm seeing you because you are friends with this and that person who works at this company and maybe you can introduce us. I don't find you interesting at all. You can't say that, but you can have that discussion with yourself and to really see, okay, what am I doing now? I don't like this person, but he can introduce me to X, Y, Z. Um, how can I be honest with this in a not hurtful way? So I think that this, this topic, to, for me, all the lying that I've been doing and all the ways that I manipulate or judge or project or, you know, not tell the full story or hide something, the fear is behind the fear the fear the fear and the fear is so connected to love for me the underlying drive in all the lying when I told my first lie to my parents about my drinking or rather when I didn't tell them I did something stupid yesterday I felt it in my being I felt the wrongness in my being it's like I, I took a step to the left and I stayed there. And then I took a step further to the left. And then I strayed off my path. And it took me so many years to come back to the path. And now I'm sitting in therapy just feeling I'm happy. I'm happier than I have been in a very, very, very long time. I have no connection with my daughter, like not like we used to. And I love her just as much. And it's this like, you know, I feel it's twisting in my belly and I don't want to love her. I don't want to love her that much when we are in conflict. I don't. I don't want to feel that because of the fear. What if... And maybe that's, you know, maybe that's, a, what do you say, side effect of me staring death in the eyes too often, too early in life, that love is always going to be connected with that fear. And that it's easier for me to, to cut off, not feel. But today, to really sit in therapy and really feel the love for Rachel just like uh, and I just felt like fuck I this is so it's so hard it's the same feeling that I had when she was born it's the same overflowing that has nothing to do with her personality it's just this underlying deeply deeply 
being in love with her being. It's really... Oh, that was a beautiful, beautiful sentence. Being in love with her being. So I'm, I'm, I'm in love with her being. And we are, you know, and I'm, li- I'm lying to myself about that. That's my personality. I've become such a master of lying. So I can hide it. I cannot, you know, I don't even feel that I'm hiding it. I don't even feel that it's, it's not even painful. But when it hits me like today, like it's like, you know, this raw kind of when it's like you take your, your hands and your nails and you just begin at your forehead and you just pull all the skin on your body down. So you're just standing there like a naked skeleton and you just, this is just what it is. It's like, even though we are not connected at the point, you know, at the moment, even though we are not you know seeing each other having this time in life the love is like it's like a tattoo on my skeleton it's like I and I can say that this is the hardest part with having kids it's the hardest part and I think it comes when we are born this love connected to the fear and this general, general fear of losing most likely our parents and our children that make us liars and then we include more people into this yeah I think many of us told our first lie to our parents and I don't think that is a coincidence just as our kids most likely told their first lies to us. And when you look at it like that, you can see that, okay, it's all about love and fear, love and fear, love and fear. And I'm like now, how, how can I handle all of this, you know, the muchness of it all, not being cut off of it, you know, how can I even live? How can I? Ah, like I told today, what kind of life did I create for myself? Four children. It's like, it's like the, 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 the darkness. It's so big waiting there. And, and she's like, hey, Shama, you don't know if anything bad is going to happen to them. And I'm like, yes, I know. I know. It's not like I'm walking around thinking about that. I'm not walking about, I'm worried about losing people at all. I just realized that, that this deceiving way, this way our personality shapes because of the love we have to our parents and, and the love we have to our children. And then we include more people and, you know, and then work comes in and friends and, and this and that and and the whole life becomes like a a big 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 twisting of facts manipulation hidden agendas fear of losing and protecting people helping people doing good and whatever it's like how to and i'm like oh 
I need to contemplate more on this. How to become a totally 100% not lying human being is like, oh, I don't know. It's like when you don't, I guess that's, that's going to happen when, when people, that hap- happens, I think, when people are enlightened. It's not going to happen to me. I'm not going to aim for that. I'd rather aim for to tell as few lies as possible and be aware when I put my opinions or perceptions or judgments on other people or when I twist facts and have a hidden agenda. Try to be more and more and more honest to myself about how I actually relate to others and uh, also stop playing God in other people's lives. I, I return to this a lot how I play God in other people's life, you know, in order for them not to feel bad things. And that's also one of my ways. So what can we do? What can I do? I can just keep keep sharing, keep exploring, keep digging into, you know, things that come up on my table and just sit here. That's just, it's kind of what I do. I sit here and I contemplate and I share about my... I wouldn't say hardship because it's not, it's beautiful, it's lovely. You know, I mean, in total, it's all lovely. And um, to be authentic, to be real and show up as you are is something unique, something that we all deserve, I feel. And to help each other on this path, to show up as we are, and to dare to tell it, say as it is, without the fear of losing, losing people. And I mean, in the long term, it's also about losing myself. For me, I also have this fear, you know, that I would lose myself again. So, so there's a lot... There's a lot in this topic for me. I don't know if it res- resonates with you, but yeah, we are all liars. It's it's going to be so interesting to see if there's someone, one of you who's going to come out and say, I never lie. I never told a lie in my whole life. Fuck you, Shama. I'm looking forward to that because I, I'm so, so, so curious of how you did it, how you do it. Please tell me. Okay, guys, I love you. I want to say one thing. I have, a, I, have a, uh, I have received a little mascot. Do you say mascot? Like a, a little rabbit? Did you see the movie uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood about Mr. Rogers? Anyhow, I was assisting at this group and there is a point in this where everyone gets a soft toy and I was in like the little little cupboard where all the soft toys were and I was lying there picking out toys and I get all excited because every soft animal has a, a soul is talking to me and I like, hey, do you want to come? Yes or no? No. He says no and he comes and so on. And my friend Peter, he was sitting there and he was like, Shama, do you do this all the time? And I'm like, yes, I love this part of the job. And I was selecting animals and and I said, and then I confessed, you know what? There have been times when I have stolen an animal for myself. 
it has been talking to me, say, Shama, I want to come home with you. And I took one. And he's like, what? Did you steal? But I said, like, but we're actually not getting paid here. So it's just happened once or twice. And and he's like, you are so funny. And I said, yeah, but I'm not going to do it now. Anyhow, I come home from this retreat and I unpack my bag. And do you know what's in the bag? A small rabbit. So he is old Mr. Rabbit, and he's sitting here with me. He's always now since one week and a half, almost two weeks ago. He's with me, and he's my little, you know, token, my 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 little friend. He's sitting here, old Mr. Rabbit. And it's really, really nice to have a friend that goes with me, brings me luck. Okay, I just wanted to share that with you. I didn't steal it, he did. <laughs> I'm sorry, I should have lied about that. Oh, you see, it's so difficult. It's so difficult to be good. Okay, I love you guys. Thank you so much for all the, all the appreciation and love and care. And I also want to thank you how you support me when someone is mean to me on Instagram how you stand up for me and just step in and I don't even have to comment anymore because you just take over and says this is not okay. So you show me the way how to be more honest and tougher and I really, really appreciate that. Okay, I love you. Peace.